Get ready for your daily dose of Tuttle. The all-time greatest uh, intern slash producer we've ever had, of course, Tuttle. Tuttle in Florida. It's Tuttle's Daily Podcast. Nice cock! Nice cock! And welcome to another edition of the Tuttle Daily Podcast. Hope you guys are having a great day so far. Make sure you check out my website, Tuttle.net. That's Tuttle with two D's, T-U-D-D-L-E.net. If you want to find me on social media, it's very easy. All you have to do is search Tuttle. I basically got straight up Tuttle on all of my social media networks. I don't know if you can hear in the background, but it is crazy rain today. That's the only bad thing about broadcasting live, or not broadcasting live, but recording out of your car. When the weather comes, you can hear the rain here. I wonder if you can hear it. So I don't even know if you can hear that or not, because I got this new mic and it's pretty clear. So I might, I might just be talking out of my ass. You might not even be able to hear the goddamn rain. But I'm going to get right into the show. Yesterday, I ended up calling in because Dr. Dan Diaco was hosting. I think he calls it Bubba or Dr. Dan 198. It's the music show that Bubba does every Friday on Twitch. Or every other Friday. And Dan fills in all the holes. So I thought I would end up calling in. Just saying hi and kind of making peace with Dr. Nam because he said some stuff about me. I've said stuff about him. But nonetheless, I have a lot of respect for the guy. So here's a phone call into Dr. Dan 198. You're on the hey, hotline. What's up, Dr. Dan? I just wanted to call in and say, man, I, I, uh, I think you're Tuttle. killing it. <laughs> yes, it's Tuttle. What's I, up, buddy? I, I wanted to call in. And tell you that I think you're doing an amazing job. You've become quite a fine broadcaster, in my opinion. Um, But I formally wanted to request, because I would love, more than anything, to be able to interview you. Because I want to know what makes you tick. You know, you've been such a successful person. And how do you stay motivated with even all the success that you've had? See, this yeah, is why Tuttle, Tuttle knows how to play the game, dude. Know, he knows how to work. He's, he's a it. worker. I know. Jesus, Tuttle. I haven't seen you in a long time. How you doing, buddy? Now, I know a lot of people probably think that I was working there, but I really was not. Like, I was doing some reflection on my life. Just turned 40 last year. And I really am. I'm, I'm curious because... When I looked at my life in my late teens, early 20s, I thought I would be way further than what I am in my life. Now, what keeps Dr. Dan ticking? The guy was already a doctor. But what made him want to become a lawyer as well? I just don't get it. Some people are just built differently. Uh, Most people have one passion in life, and then once they complete that, They're going to make the money that they're going to make to be able to retire. And then they're going to live out the rest of their life. But what made Dr. Dan become a doctor, then a lawyer, and being an an outstanding member of the Tampa Bay community and just keep going on and on and on? What makes him get up every single morning and strive for more when you have every fucking thing you can imagine? It's just so weird. And it's not, I don't want you to think that I'm not motivated. I just look at that and I'm like, holy crap. I, I'm at 40. I don't even know how old Dr. Dan is, but what the hell, man? Makes you feel very, very much like a failure. And, and it really does. When I look at what Dr. Dan has done so far, and then I look at what I've done, and I'm not too far behind him, but what I'm saying is, it just, it just, I'm very curious. And I think I could do an amazing interview with Dr. Dan. And there, there's going to be stuff that I know is going to be off limits. I'm not going to ask about that type of stuff. I'm not going to try to make you look bad. I'm not going to try to make Bubba look bad. But I just want to get inside the mind of Dr. Dan Diaco. Doing well, man. And, and I, 
I know I busted balls and stuff. I'm I'm like an ant, and you're like a human being, and you could squash me at any minute. Yeah, but, but you are a good, I, good sport, though, and I did tease you kind of meanly, so I, I appreciate you being a good sport about oh, that. No, and I know you cut oh. a little promo on me, which was actually funny. So, well, you know, I, I don't wish that you were spitting on your ceiling fan. I wish you the best. I know. And I hope I you're able to get sick, dude. And I hope you're able to get a hold of Hogan for just to <laughs> piss off Lovey. I, I believe you'll do it. Funny. He's just oh, annoying enough to do it. I have already made some phone calls. I'm sure you have. I already know his, I already know his schedule. So <laughs> I'm sure you are the best stalker there is. Because you're psychotic. But you know what, though, Tuttle, you are a hard worker, and you are funny, and he you're is. a good guy, and, and I appreciate you, and I well, wish you the best, and I hope that you are have success in your life, and happiness, and peace, and I hope that you don't ever, ever, ever want to hurt yourself no. again. But if no, you do, no, 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 no. I'll show you how to do it and make it work. I got to be careful on what I say, because I don't want people, like, trying to bankrupt me again, because the last thing that I want is to go back to a goddamn institution. That was the worst week of my fucking life. But I freaked out at that time. I, I freaked out, and I didn't prepare things. If I really, really, really wanted to kill myself, I, I think I'm very uh, competent enough to be able to pull that off. I think I just freaked out, panicked, and went for the easy, like, way out. And I just tried the first thing I could think of. So it's not that... I. Looking back on it, I most likely sub- subconsciously did not want to kill myself, and that's why I, I was poorly planned uh, suicide. But if I really wanted to do it, I, I could do it, but I'm not going to. But I appreciate Dr. Dan being a little stiff there. But I've already looked up. Hey, listen, there's so many ways you could do it. There's so many ways. No, 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 no. But if I'm being honest, though, it, it's it's really weird. And and I know you're in the medical field, but you know my time in the medical or in the institution in the hospital, it made me realize how much mental illness is a joke here in our country. It's it's crazy. Well, you know, mental illness is real, and we have discounted it as a reality, and it's a shame because there's so many people that do suffer, both military people that have just horrible, horrible mental scars, as well as just normal people that just have to deal with a way... Childhood traumas. Childhood traumas. There's a lot of that. Difficulty dealing with daily stresses. Um, you know, ongoing tra- trauma, an abusive relationship, an abusive employer. Listen, if I'm just being honest, uh, does am I the only one that think it thinks it's kind of weird that Doctor Dan said an abusive employer? Like for real? Like why did he say abusive employer? Was he was he like talking about somebody? Was he trying to throw somebody under the bus? I, I'm just saying. I'm not. I'm not going to name names. But why would he go there and say abusive employer? It's really hard. And so I, 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 you know, I was a psychology major, so I do have a sensitivity and a sensitivity to these people, and and I really do feel that that they are grossly underappreciated in their needs. And I hope that we are a little bit more conscientious of it. You know, we, we pay attention to so many niche issues and, and, and mental health is a is an issue that probably affects 20% of the country. And we should be more receptive to it. We should be more willing to treat it as a medical problem that requires money. Jesus, sorry that I asked, Dr. Dan, if, you, if I knew you were going to filibuster the whole time. I mean, the last thing I wanted to do was bring down a Friday night music show with talking about mental illness. And then Dr. Dan goes on a rant. Sorry I asked. Jesus, F me. Effort, time, and and, and real understanding to... Okay, we're going on. 1,500, bitch, give me a horn. All right, Tuttle, stay healthy tonight. We'll talk about it next week, brother. I ain't doing shit. I ain't doing shit without Bubba's blessing, though. So, we'll see. He's not going to do it. There's no way that Dr. Dan would do an interview with me. I'm telling you right now, if Dr. Dan agreed and followed through and did an interview with me, it would be one of the biggest things I've ever done. I'm telling you right now because I I thought about this the other day. I already know all the questions I want to ask him. I want to ask him about his family. Is his motivation all due to his father's success? 
How was it growing up with uh, two other brothers? Was the competition what drove him to want to become a lawyer? Did he see his other two brothers being a lawyer? And he, he and that didn't set well with him. Is that, is that the reason why he did it? There are so many things I want to ask. Do I think it's ever going to happen? No. No, no, no. No way. Dr. Dan is an untouchable in that town. And that's why I think it'll never happen. So, all right, guys. I'll be back in a few minutes. I'm going to be talking with Charlie Alamo. I'm going to be discussing the new documentary series that was just released on Netflix called Challenger. And the only reason that I want to talk about this is because it's one of the first major news stories that I remember as a as a child that affected me. I mean, I I I grew up around the space program in this area and it was a big deal. A lot of people forget that there was a civilian teacher on that Challenger shuttle that blew up 73 seconds into its flight. And that's why a lot of kids were watching it. You know how many kids? That was the first time that they ever saw on live TV somebody dying. I mean, you didn't get to see the body. But I'm going to go into detail about what I learned. I knew a lot of the details, but I there was also a lot of stuff that I did learn. A lot of the backstories. So I highly suggest you checking it out. It's called Challenger. And it's on Netflix, and it's available now. Be back in a few minutes. You are listening to the Tuttle Daily Podcast. Want to support the show? Go to paypal.me slash Tuttle on the radio. Have you considered owning your own restaurant franchise? Good Life Organics currently offers territories across the United States. Check out GLO Franchising. That's GLO Franchising on Facebook to sign up for an overview session today. Good Life Organics Franchising, a new partner of the Tuttle Daily Podcast. Tell them Tuttle sent you. Send them a message on Facebook at facebook.com slash GLO Franchising. Welcome back to the Tuttle Daily Podcast. I'm going to bring on Charlie Alamo. Charlie, what's going on, Charlie? How are you, buddy? I'm doing well. How's it going, Tuttle? Good, good. Very. I mean, I don't know how I feel. Uh, I just, let me ask you this question. Do you remember, because we both work in broadcasting, we've been on the radio. Do you remember, or can you recall, the first big news story you can remember as a kid, where it kind of affected you, or like, you realize, holy crap, this big news story happened. Um... You know what? I don't I don't really know, because for the most part, when I was growing up, I didn't watch a lot of TV uh, like that, per se. So I would have to say, like, 9-11, maybe, because that was on everywhere. Like, uh, they made us watch the news in school all day. Oh, so, so you were in school during 9-11 then? Yes, you were, yeah. because I forget, I always forget, you're, like, uh, almost 10 years younger than I am. Yeah, I was um, in like, seventh grade, I want to say. Yeah, man, the first one that I remember was, you know, living so close to uh, Kennedy Space Center was the Challenger explosion. Oh, yes. Okay. I remember as well. I I just got done watching the uh, documentary that Netflix did. Uh, J.J. Abrams produced it. Of course he did. Um, I... I knew a lot of the stuff that went on, but they went into some major details. And I don't, and it pisses me off that nobody went to fucking jail for this. Like, seriously. Yeah. I remember asking my dad as a kid, uh, what was the name of the lady that died in the Challenger? And he said, Sally. Uh, Ride. And well, I was like, no. that was the first lady in space. And he's like, well, yeah. that Sally sure went for a ride. Yeah, but it was, it's funny. It's all you over know, my fucking joke. I know. Sorry. God damn it. Whatever. Sally Ride actually was very important to blowing the cover on this whole fucking deal that do you realize? Well, there are so many things that happened that led up to that. OK, uh, like for, I'll give you an example. On the first day that they tried to launch, they uh, they scrubbed it because they thought bad weather was going to be coming. 
and it didn't rain until three hours after the launch window. So they completely fumbled the ball on that one. Okay. Then on the second day, they couldn't get the goddamn door to shut on the space shuttle. And when the engineers came out to, to like fix the deal, they brought power tools, but none of the batteries were charged in the power tools. Well, I've worked at places where that's happened. Okay, but the third day was one of the coldest days in decades that they had ever had in the state of Florida. Um, you know, CNN had uh, sent a lot of reporters down to cover the uh, launch, but they were like, oh, there's no way they're going to launch. And, you know, the citrus, uh, citrus is the biggest crop in the state of Florida. Yeah, and didn't they were a, like, lot, we need a lot of it. Yeah, yeah, they they were like, oh, we need you to go cover the, the citrus crops because this is going to be devastating to the economy in the state of Florida. God forbid uh, we don't have oranges. Yeah, but these fuckers ended up still launching it. And I got to see a lot of pictures from they, – they showed a lot of pictures from that day. And you would not believe the ice that was all over this goddamn launch pad. I, you know what? I – they probably should have scrapped it. I'm surprised that they fly planes in this shit. You know what I mean? Let alone going into space. Cause I've been on some tarmacs where you're like, there is a fucking sheet of black ice on this. The plane slips sliding around like a fucking car. So I can only imagine when you're got to travel on a rocket, how that could be. Yeah. And this, you know, speaking of black ice, you know, it had to have been a white guy that named, named the black ice, you know, because I mean, it's kind of like why, why black ice though? Is it because the roads are black, or were they like, hey, yeah, why is it black people? Let's call it black ice. It's the worst kind of ice ever. Oh, use just throw black in there. Probably. I don't know why it's called black ice. Honestly, ice is ice. It's slippery no matter what. It's fucking ice. And you know the other thing that was, like, really was crazy? Just, like, I don't believe in fate and stuff, but, I, I mean, it kind of made me, like, holy crap. One of the guys that was supposed to be flying two flights earlier on the space shuttle got bumped twice so they could allow two senators to go up and experience a space flight. So, you know, they would they didn't lose their budget because some of the senators weren't sure that the space program was worth it. So they're like, let me take a ride on the fucking rocket. Yeah. So they went up and this guy got bumped twice. Not once, but twice, which pushed him to the Challenger launch. Well, I've been bumped a few times by some people before. Yeah, I know, but it it, it just it blows my mind how shit like this happens. And the people that make the rocket, like these rich like people, this is why I hate politicians. Nobody wants to take the blame. And you know they tried to cover this shit up. Yeah, why wouldn't they? It fucking failed. They're not going to let all the information come out. Yeah, but the guy, the one that the the president of the company that made the boosters that went on the rocket had he said he got sick during every launch because he told them there was a problem and the government did not want to ground the shuttle fleet. Yeah, that sounds about right, man. Do you not know anything about the government? They get told no. no I've always known this, but it still pisses me off to fucking hear it, though. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, I, it's bullshit, but I can't do anything about it. Listen, well, I know you can't, there. but this is a question I wanted to ask you, though. You know, if, if that would have been your wife or if you're a woman and that would have been your husband going up. I don't know how, as a family member, you would not try to murder these people that let this happen. Because not everybody's fucking psychotic, Tuttle. Some people actually don't want to even fucking deal with them because they lost a loved one. Some of them do get crazy and fucking want to go and kill people. But it's the same thing with the fucking, you know, uh, the, like the people with 9-11 and stuff like that. Some of those fucking people got psychotically fucking angry as they should have been because of the fucking bullshit that they had to go through. But some of them just wanted to try to move on. So it just kind of depends on what kind of person you are, you know, well, back, back to Sally ride though. You, you know, here, here, you know what? Let me make up for this. Okay. 
can can we reset that joke that I stepped all over? I mean, it's not going to be as great as the first time, but I mean, I I, I, I wanted to get right a clean cut. It. I think we just moved right past it at this point. Okay, all right, all right, all right. Because I, I felt bad about that one. And you know what? What what really sucks is we're kind of on a little bit of a delay, which you know that happens sometimes. So I feel bad about stepping on your joke. I don't care. Just we'll keep going. But Sally Ride, you know, while they were trying to cover this up, one of these generals in the Air Force, she ends up passing a letter to him during one of the commissions and and gives her the temperatures of what the O-rings, you know, because everybody, you know, when you take a big shit, everybody and that's another horrible thing. Everybody compares taking a shit to the Challenger disaster. Like if you get a real hard one that you're you're squirting out that you're like, oh, I think I blew an O-ring. Because the O-ring, a piece of goddamn plastic and rubber, fucking killed all those people. Yeah, it's usually something like that when any sort of air uh, disaster, though. It's some fucking cheesy little, like a rivet or a fucking O-ring or something that fails. Do you ever watch those seconds from disaster shows? Like, you know, you know I, I've seen accident? them. I don't, I don't seek them out, though. But I know what yeah. you're talking about. It really, really get. It makes me way too nervous. It makes me very panicky, and I know I'm gonna eventually have to fly again. So, like, my ex-wife was into those fucking uh, plane disaster shows. Mm-hmm. I, I just, I don't know why people, because it ruined everything for me. Yeah, I've never been. Uh, I've never had any problems with that sort of thing. I've been on a few flights where I'm like, ah, Jesus, this feels like it might go down. So if it does. What are you going to do? I bought the ticket, so you got to know if you're flying through the air, there may be a chance you could die. See, but I got to the point, I came to the realization, this is what weed will do for you. It'll make you think uh, and look at things differently. Um, And I finally realized, like, when you die, yeah, those last couple of minutes or seconds are going to be horrible for you. But when you're dead, it will know you're dead. Nah, and more than likely you're going to burn up anyway in a plane crash, so. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be over with quick, right? I, I, mean, always, get a, I always get an engine seat because. Uh, you want the blade like, to come through the cockpit and if just. If I'm lucky, then, yeah, I'll hopefully get beheaded or something like that just quick. And, you know, instead of the people that are in the middle burning to death, strapped upside down. Yeah, that would be you know, upside down in water and shit. You got to hope that you just die instantly. You don't want to drown in an airplane. Now, I was doing my own research, and now, you guys went... See, the one thing I was pissed off about with this documentary, though, and I know they were trying to be respectful to the family members, but I've always read, did the the astronauts die instantly? And there's a lot of reports out, and they're saying that there's this audio of them. They, They didn't die until they hit the water. Oh, I would have thought that they died. I guess the explosion was more uh, it towards was underneath. the bottom of it. Yeah, and, and no, they, I and they, see that. So they drowned they, then, or they burned and no, drowned? No, no, they, well, they, they said the ma- they, re- they reached terminal velocity, and when they hit the water, they there's no chance that they could have survived it. Just the sudden stopping motion would have, like, but, ripped their organs apart. Yeah, did a an old Dale Sr. on them. Yeah, you know, uh, and and I'm not trying to get too deep, but this, you know, being being mentally unstable, this is the type of shit that I think about. That had to be a that had to be a hell of a ride on the way down because I've seen video where they they see what happened was the the cockpit of the shuttle was like completely separate from the rest of the space shuttle, so it broke apart, but it 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 it. And jet or like blew out the cockpit, and they they actually got video that they zoomed up, and you could see the cockpit intact falling. Huh, that's pretty crazy. Yeah, and they're saying that they've actually got the recording of, but they've never released it of them free falling after the explosion. I don't understand why they didn't touch on that. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe just because they know that they can't get access to it. I know that a few years back, some company like 
Abercrombie and Finch or something like that got sued because they had a fucking shirt that had the Challenger explosion on it. And that was the only time that I thought any of those preppy clothes were cool. Never got a chance to buy one. I would totally rock a shirt that had a Challenger explosion picture on it. Oh, I, I, I would too. Um, now, that's, that's what more, I was saying. That serves more of a memorial than not having one. Yeah, I mean, um, have you ever been to D.C. before? Yeah, but it was just passing through. I didn't stop. Yeah, we went there in middle school for a trip to D.C. And we went to Arlington. And there were two vivid things I remember from Arlington, okay? One being the uh, Challenger Memorial. Because they, you know, in Arlington, they only let, like, are you know, like military people be buried there, but they had a lot of the the challenger what remains they could find be buried at, in Arlington, which I thought was kind of cool. Um, but the other thing I remember from that, and a lot of people don't realize this, they think it they think it's a joke. But when you go to the tomb of the unknown soldier, if you're disrespectful or you cross a line, that guy will point his gun at you, the guard. As he should. And they take it really serious, man. They should. I don't have any problem with that. People that go there should take it seriously. Same thing with people that go and visit concentration camps and they're taking. Yeah. Fucking- I would. You know what? I would. I don't think I would take any photos if I went to a concentration camp. I would nope. just go there and visually see everything and take it in. And because uh, that seems super disrespectful. What do you want to take a picture of a barbed wire fence where people had to look yeah. through and see freedom? That's I agree. morbid to me, man. I, I, I'm glad you brought that up because we did uh, visit the Anne Frank uh, Museum there. Oh, and you took pictures? No, I did not. Hell no. But oh. they, they actually, like, before we went in, they said not they to talked take pictures? to the group and they told us, they were like, hey, we need, we need you guys to be on your best behavior. Yeah, that's... You know, kids are more likely to not get it anyway, and some shitheaded shithead adults as well. But yeah, the, yeah, you're going there to visit a memorial for somebody that died, and uh, especially the way that she was died, captured by the you know the Nazis and shit. That's not really that funny when you think about it. Although we do make a lot of Anne Frank jokes, I yeah, I'll make I'll, I'll make one all the time when I get running low on weed, and they're like, "Oh, you doing?" I was like, "I'm Anne Frank in this joint, man. I got to keep this shit fucking." Hidden up the fucking rafters so I don't smoke all of it. Hey, you know, I I was reading a report, and they say it's like less than 4% of American kids don't know who Anne Frank even was. Yeah, they think that she's the lady that invented those pretzels. Yes. Or, no, 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 no. There's another famous, um, no, a lot of people confuse her with Helen Keller, too. You know, the 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 blind deaf chick. Yes, I remember. How could I forget? Helen um, Keller, another, another one. This lady was blind, deaf, and learned how to read and somewhat talk, and yet we use her to describe how women drive all the time. <laughs> Are we just naturally dicks in America, though? Like, Yeah, anybody that has any sort of success or does anything that actually uplifts every anybody... We got to shit on them. It just doesn't fucking matter because there will be one person. It's probably been like this for years, you know, since back and in the just haven't noticed it. Shit. Yeah, there was always that one guy. He's like, no, we got all this stuff that we're building for the settlement. And then he's like, fucking dick. Bullshit. You're never going to get that done. Never going to get it done. There's always going to be a naysayer or something, which I mean, granted, we are a country of naysayers. Yeah, I I'm I apologize about getting like too heavy and dark with this conversation. It just it really pisses me off. And like I've always said, my favorite topic in school was history. You know, I think I think history is important because would you agree or would you disagree that we are too concerned on teaching kids how to get higher grades on a test? Like with math and and stuff like that, uh, and we're not teaching them the important things. No, I, if I could be honest, we should be teaching them history. We should be teaching them more life skills because school doesn't set you up for anything afterwards. And a lot of people, that's the only education that they'll get. You know? Yeah. 
a lot of people don't there's not even really home ec classes anymore like a lot of people aren't coming out of school knowing how to write a fucking check let alone even make out a fucking envelope correctly you know i worked at places where kids are how the hell do you fill this out i was like an envelope what are you kidding well, they don't even, yeah i've i've met people that don't even know how to format an envelope you know top left hand corner uh who you're se- or no where it's coming from center who you're sending it to and the stamp yeah. in the other corner and yes yeah. they can't even grab, grasp that concept and literally it's dumb shit like that that should be taught in schools i mean the people should learn how to they should do like they you know as much fucking shit as i want to give growing up in lincoln that tiny ass school that fucking home economics class that i took there taught me how to balance checkbooks do all this fucking shit that later on in life i was like god damn that shit i remembered and i Wait, need it I- I never took home ec because I was an FFA, a shop type guy, but they taught you how to write checks and stuff there. They taught us how to do that. They taught us how to balance checkbooks. They taught us how to uh, spending and stuff like that. Like uh, they would give us fake bills and we would, you know, they would give us a certain amount of money and you could, you had to find a place, get a car, get a, you know, everything going. So we would draw, um, kind of like the game of life only you would draw yeah. things out of a hat and you so you're a cop you're a fucking fireman you're a baseball player you're use your budget that you're given and what can you get out of it and not run over so shit like that which shit little stupid stuff like that at the time where i'm like fuck th- you know at the time i thought it was dumb but it was super useful and i still use it fucking today so no, I, that, the reason why i know how to fill out a fucking check is because of that home economics class now, were you – did you have a, a bank account where at the time – I remember because I only had like a year or two that I could do this. But you could float checks on a couple of days. You know you, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Where, no, I wouldn't say that I had the check part, but I remember when I had Bank of America back in the day. and They were uh, a little bit slower. They, you could totally run your fucking – ATM card, even though that you just hit it and get to fucking, even though you get the overdraft thing, you could hit it twice and pull fucking double money out. I've done it a few times back in the day. You can't do it anymore now. They'll stop it. But oh, yes. Yeah. Now, and you know, I've, I've always thought this is pretty goddamn shitty for the banks to do. So say you have three, say you have a couple of overdraft fees, okay? They will hit you with the most expensive ones. So they can get you for all three overdrafts when they could have taken out the ones that wouldn't have overdrafted you first, but they'll take out the most expensive one first so they can ding you that $35 or whatever it is now uh, in extra charging. Yeah, they really I had a, a problem with the bank that I have now who will rename name nameless. You know, it's a fucking regional bank here anyway, so it doesn't matter. But they uh there was like money missing from my account and shit and shit was going weird. So finally I just went in there and canceled my fucking debit card and stuff with them and just kept my savings, you know, cause it, I don't care. I'll keep a little bit of money in there. Then fucking COVID happened and none of the bank lobbies are open. So I have to drive through the drive through like a goddamn jobber to pull fucking money out. So finally I just pulled all my money out of the bank and I fucking, I have it hidden around in places because yeah. I don't need it there. It's shit. What are you going to do if you need something? You're going to wait fucking 45 minutes in a goddamn line fuck that shit just give it all in one fucking shot pull it all out oh and i don't know how you feel about this before you ever step in line at the bank i know this is very petty but you should have all of your stuff written out and ready to go you should not have to write down anything at all when you get to the front to the teller no, you should have that done. Same thing with um, people at the post office. They need to do the same thing. Have your fucking shit ready to go and get up there. I don't want you fucking in front of me. I need to send this box. Hang on. Let me sidestep over here so you can take care of the box as I'm filling out fucking grandma's address. Go fuck yourself. Have grandma's address fucking ready before you stand in that fucking line. Don't play the fucking shit with me. I hate fucking the lines at the post office so much. Yeah, and you know what really pisses me off? This white trash Sunoco I go to here in Oak Hill. Um, If you don't – look, I don't even understand why people fill out their numbers for lottery uh, tickets now. Yeah, you should just do quick picks. Yeah, your your chances of winning are are just the same doing a quick pick than filling out your own numbers. I got – 
I'd say about two weeks ago, I got fucking shoot mad at this motherfucker standing there. I was like, will you get I was I was a little tuned up at the time. I'm not going to lie. I was like, will you get the fuck out of the way? You have no chance of fucking winning anyway. I want to buy my fucking beer. I don't want to stand here while you're fucking. Oh, should I go with 15? Should I go with 91? Get the fuck out of here. You're not going to win anything. Oh, you're and that's the loser. other thing. I, this is the other thing that pisses me off about people who buy lottery tickets. Um, you leave all the fucking out, all you, place. Well, well, yeah, no. The last question is like, is this a new role? Like, how many of oh, you had hit uh, on this one? Yeah. You know, they will. They'll sit there and fucking they'll be petty. And then they always they are the most fucking disgusting people anyway, because they just leave all their fucking empty scratch offs and empty fucking lotto tickets just right on the ground. Couldn't even throw yeah. it in the garbage and just, oh, you know what? Fuck it. I didn't win. That's the type. That's the mentality that we have now. That's why you, you'll see fucking dirty old fucking masks all over the place and latex gloves everywhere because, oh, I'm out of the store. Just throw it on the ground. And you also need to reevaluate your life. If you're to the point in your life that you're picking up scratchers that have already been scratched off that are in the uh, parking lot, to just for a chance to see, oh, maybe maybe I wonder that this ticket is a winner. If you, you bring know. that stuff into the store, you know what? You might want to just try to figure out where you went wrong in life. That's hilarious because back in the day we used to go buy those fucking scratch-off tickets from the dollar store, the ones that would be all winners. And we'd leave one like right in front of a door by a gas pump and shit and watch people go over and be like scratching it off and then get all excited until they realize that it was fucking fake. (laughs) It's such a fucking mean thing to do, but fuck them. Who cares? It's better than when people used to do shit dollar. At least nobody was picking up shit. That was one thing that I like. I remember my friends doing that shit. I was never there when they did that because I was like, first of all, I don't want to be around when somebody's wiping their dirty asshole with a goddamn dollar. You know, I, I, you know what though? Say what, say what you want about criminals and stuff. They kind of do have a code of ethics, and and I think oh, people oh. that 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 pull, uh, pull pranks on people also have a code of ethics. And I've always had one. You don't oh, fuck oh. with people. You don't fuck with people's food. I'm sorry. No. We are fighting if you fuck with my food, and I eat it. I've never fucked with anybody's food. I have, however, done the old pour a bunch of fucking undo the salt thing and dump all the salt into their drink type thing. But that's just ruining a drink that they can go get. That's not fucking I. Yeah. Even when I was in cook, dude, and people would piss me off, I would fucking still make their order the exact same way I would make everybody's order fucking correctly and then just get it out of there. Yeah, I would fucking jaw jack with them when I put their fucking shit in the window. But. What are you going to do? Like, yeah, yeah, I would never want anybody to fuck with my food ever. So I would never fuck with anybody's food. I don't care if it's the only like if maybe if I was going to poison somebody, but that's not fucking with their food. That's just like, no, it's that's just murder. yeah, that's different. Now, the reason I came up to that realization is when when I was on the Ron Fez show, somebody called in and said that they gave Dan Marino butt lettuce one time. Like they wiped their ass with a piece of lettuce. What did they, they put get in Dan Marino's salad? Dan Marino is nothing but a nice guy. Yes, and he's had like, oh, while we're I on heard, the top, I heard that Dan Marino used to be a major cokehead back in the yes, day. Yes, yeah, in the college they said he he would like bumps all the time. That's why he fell in the draft because they were worried about his coke use. I can't remember who they said it was, but there was a player. Might have been Michael Irvin. Uh, who knows? But Lynn Bias. Used, uh, well, Lynn Bias in the NBA, yeah, they say his heart exploded from the cocaine. I know, and people um, were running out looking for that coke. I want their shit to kill Lynn Bias. I bet yeah, people let me get that Lynn Bias. I want that Lynn Bias. Shit, nowadays it'd be like those kids saying, I want that fucking Mac Miller. I want that shit to kill Mac Miller, man. That fentanyl and shit. Yeah, but, like, that's the thing I don't understand. Like Fentanyl? No, well, the fentanyl, I understand that, but, like, you don't hear a lot about cocaine overdoses. Uh, and, and I was reading somewhere, the guy from Blind Melon ended up dying of a cocaine overdose. I thought he died from heroin, huh? No, I, I thought he did, too, but the, from what I read, it was cocaine overdose. I wonder if he was doing speedballs, too, because I know that guy liked heroin. See, that that's another band, Blind Melon. They've got a lot of good songs, other than the No Rain fucking song that everybody fucking knows 
Well, it's because of that video and the girl, I think. Where is that girl I've now? I've never watched all that video. I'm going to have to do that later today. I've always but just that, heard the song or seen it in, like, commercials and stuff or movies. That sounds like a total Zach Braff-style fucking song. Let me put that in fucking uh, – what was that Jersey movie that he – Garden State. Fuck yeah, that Garden movie. State. Fuck you Garden were, State. Fuck the shins. That, fu- that movie was a soundtrack. That's why people liked it. They're like, this movie's great. It's like, watch the fucking movie. The music's good in it. The movie is shit. There were some good scenes, but the movie overall was not great. When when they're standing outside in the rain and it's just pouring down all around them. That movie's blue. Get out of here. That blue that movie blew more than Jersey Girl. Yeah, Jersey Girl was pretty bad. But you know, Zach Brav though, I mean okay. You like him? Are you I, gonna stick up for him? No, I mean oh, did, okay. did you did you like Scrubs at all? No. I did not. And you know what? I like John uh, McGinley too. But I will not watch a fucking single episode of that. And you know who else I don't mind from that show? Donald Faison. Yeah, he is pretty good. But I, I fucking hate Zach Braff. Why What's though? What, what is your, what is it's your? Just, like, I, I find him an, like how people look at Andy Samberg and just like I don't like that dude. That's how I get when I see Zach Braff. I just wanna, I, I wanna fucking put my hands around his throat and strangle him. I don't know why. He's probably a really nice guy, but he just in, in, invokes violence in me. How does that make you feel? But you know, Zach, 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 Zach is Zach is known for that guy that tries to be too cool with soundtracks because I I discovered a lot of bands from Scrubs and Garden State as well too. But I, I mean, like I will say that that movie soundtrack was definitely better than the movie. Of course it was. What about that other movie that he got all that money from his like GoFundMe to make and nobody ever? Oh, bought um, it? It was the one with the comic book convention one, and and all these movies were like just this blah, like depressing, you know. Because Garden State was supposed to be from the view of somebody in their twenties, but that other movie he did was supposed to be somebody in their late thirties. Jesus, just stop! You got fucking money, dude. You're not that creative. Sarah Chalk could come up with better stuff. Oh, I was she your Becky? Oh, I, yeah, she was my favorite Becky, and I fucking loved her. I thought she was hot as hell. I had a big crush on her. She's still hot as hell. But I I don't know, man. I, I, I have mixed reviews because I did like some of the Scrubs episodes. I just couldn't get into it, man. I tried to watch it one you time. You hate and Zach Graff that much, though? Yeah. Yep. Like, what would you do? Like, I would you? Uh, all right. Are you do you really hate Zach Braff, or if you had a chance to interview him, would you babyface? Uh, no. If I had a chance to interview him, I'd interview him. I'm not gonna be, you know, uh, he might hang up in the middle of it. I'm not gonna fucking. I would slow play it. I would ask him fucking softball questions and come at the end. Why do all your movies suck and seem like they're the same thing over and over again? What do you say to critics that think that the soundtrack is better than your actual movies? Yeah, yep. one of the uh, one of the first bands that I ever booked on Tom and Dan when they were still doing the show out of Daniel's house was Joshua Raiden, and I discovered him from watching Scrubs. Hmm, I have no idea who that is. But it was a lot of that pussy, emotional type singer songwriter indie rock type deal. Yeah, and I can't deal with a lot of that. I can listen to some of it, but that stuff's nah. It's like emo music. I can't deal with it. We get it. Everybody's oppressed and has bad things happen. It's would just. You consider, that, yeah. Would you consider Dashboard Confessional an emo band? Kinda. Kinda. I thought yeah, you that, were that, Cab that, for Cutie, but yes, I would kind of consider them a. Uh, I, well, I, Death Cab for Cutie is some depressing ass shit. Oh dude. God, yes. I just like what's his name? He was banging Zoe uh, D Chanel for a while. Benjamin Geppard. Yeah, do you remember? Yeah, but you want to know who Zoe D Chanel is with now? Yeah, the guy from uh, Property Brother. Yes, and oh, I fucking hate one? her now. I hate her now for that. Oh, I didn't like her back then either. I like Emily more, actually. If I can be more frank, Emily D Chanel, fucking from Bones and shit. Oh yes, people forget about that. Yes. She was in a great movie with Billy Bob Thornton. I can't fucking remember the name of it. Billy Bob Thornton was like a, a pot smuggler or something like that. And one night they were running from the cops and he crashed the car. 
and his wife, who was Emily D. Chanel at the time, was pregnant and she had a miscarriage. So she hated him. He gets out of jail, tries to start growing pot again and then hook back up with her. It's actually a pretty good movie. Speaking of Billy Bob Thornton, he was he was one of he was involved in maybe one of the greatest sex scenes ever in a movie. Monsters and Bar- I really do think they were fucking in this movie. Um, Monster, where he ends up Monster's like Ball. Hooked, Monsters Ball, yeah, with uh, Holly Berry. Yes, I watched that movie just for the sex scene and for um, Heath Ledger killing himself in the beginning. Very fortuitous of things that would happen. Wait, whoa, 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 back up! How did Heath I not Le- know this? Heath Ledger was uh, Holly Berry's fucking dude, and then he kills himself, and then she starts. Hanging out with Billy Bob Thornton, who was his dad. And then that's how they started fucking. Don't you remember that? Don't you? You just remember the slapping of the skins, not anything else. No, you want to know what? I just recently watched that, like, uh, maybe over a year ago. But I don't remember that. And, it, it, you know, He's not I'm very starting long. to realize that, I, that I've lost a lot of memories. I don't know if it's from... The drugs, alcohol, concussions, whatever it may be, but I forget a lot of stuff. I forget stuff that I should remember. I can remember that Heath Ledger hangs himself in the beginning of Monsters Ball. I'm not exactly, you know, mentally fucking stable either. Now, I know this is going to, I'm going to get a lot of heat for this, but my favorite Heath Ledger movie, what, if I had to guess, if you had to guess, what was my favorite Heath Ledger movie? Knight's Tale. God damn it. How did you know that? Because it seems faggy enough for you to like. I'm sorry that I used the word faggy, but it's the only way I could describe it at this point. I listen. I love history. You like what? You like Mark Addy, the big fat guy. Wait, but wasn't uh, that that Tucci guy or whatever in that? You know, the one that was like one of his squires in that movie, the one that was like beating people up and shit. He was also. All right, here goes another one. I think what I don't. You, I just remember the redheaded guy that was in it. Yes, was that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, but that was Paul also, Bettany. Paul Bettany was also the guy that would like you know his hype man before he would uh, you know go out to fight. Okay, I've only saw that movie once when I was when it came out, dude. But you want to know where where it lost me? The one the cringiest part of the Night's Tale was the music. Yeah, because it was modern music. Yeah, dude, that's what I never watched that movie again because of that. That, but, mu- that music threw me the fuck off. I was like, oh, it's going to be like I didn't mind like King Arthur and knights and shit like that when I was a kid. I used to my favorite thing ever was the Lego sets of the castles and shit. But then, I, you know, that but fucking if you're gonna music. Do a really period, it. But if you're going to do a period piece, you can't throw in modern day music. I'm sorry, oh, I mean, you can't play David Bowie. Maybe you could get away with doing a loot version of uh, ACDC or something like that, but at least use period correct instruments. Yes, exactly. Not fucking. Yeah, you can't do you can't have somebody come out to fame. That's that's a little uh, a little off putting. All right. uh, Last question, because I know I started off way too seriously and now we're getting into some pothead conversations. Um, Did you ever watch the TV show? Firefly or the movie Serenity? Mm, yes, I watched Firefly. It, it was like a sci-fi western type when, thing. It had uh, it was on, yeah, it's on Netflix. Yeah. Yes, I, I don't d- know. I um uh, who was the guy? The guy that directed the original Avengers movies. What? The, and he did Buffy the Vampire Slayer too. The one with. Uh, the movie or the Not fucking the movie, TV the TV show. Oh, I have no clue then. God I don't, damn it. Yeah, I never watched it. The only Buffy that I watched was I maybe watched one episode of the TV show. And then wasn't the movie, it Swanson? It Christy was Swanson the was the original Buffy. Yeah. <sighs> she was on a fucking movie streak for a while. Whatever happened to her? She must be difficult to work with or something. Yeah. No, or she's doing HLN movies. Uh, let me, uh. Who do you think is the funniest? Uh, I know I'm giving I'm I'm asking you a very sexist question, but I mean, why do? All right, two questions. Why do people not find women funny? And what is your favorite? What? Who is your favorite funniest woman? Okay, why do people find? Well, 
You know, that's kind of a difficult question to answer why people don't find women funny. I find women funny. Um, I think there is a standard that there it's always going to be for better or for fucking worse. There's always going to be, especially in show business, you can obviously tell when their actors are going on about pay scales of women getting paid significantly lower than men. There's always going to be a standard where a dude is like above where a woman would be. Granted, there is women that have, you know, broken through. Joan Rivers would be obviously one of them. She became huge. And I find her to be I find her to be hilarious. She got Um, screwed on the Tonight Show. She a lot of people got screwed over by the Tonight Show. What what her fucking problem was that all because she didn't call Johnny when she got her Fox show, he had a grudge for until he died. It's Johnny Carson. A lot of pe- a lot of people want to put Johnny Carson on a pedestal, but he might be the biggest He's, cocksucker. Oh, he in was a complete fucking piece of shit. And the only point that I agree with Howard Stern with, even today, when he uh, when he talks about Johnny Carson, is he had such a fucking like disrespectful standard for comedians that he this fucking actor that doesn't say fucking anything he can't get anything out of can sit right on the couch. But the comedian, no, I'm gonna wave you off. You know, I didn't find you that funny. They're up there telling jokes and cracking shit. This guy was in a shitty fucking movie, and they can't come and sit down on the couch. Hey, it was quick, fucking qu- stupid. Quick thing, you know, it's funny during that Challenger documentary I watched. They yeah. had uh, they started out one of the episodes because, you know, that teacher was the uh, first civilian that that, that was supposed yes. to go up in space. And Jerry Seinfeld was doing a stand-up bit talking about how people weren't paying attention to the space program. And it was actually a pretty funny bit because it was like, if they want to get people to watch the, the space shuttle program, we, we need to send people up that don't actually want to go, you know, mm-hmm. that, that they're, that they're fighting their way the whole time. But like yeah. Scratching to into it. Yeah, sure. But, I mean, are you a bit now looking back on it? And this is weird. We talked about this through text. Am I a big Seinfeld fan? No. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm going to ask that. But what I was going to ask was, is why are some things really cool or funny or entertaining in present day? But when you go back and watch them a decade later, you're like, oh, man, that that was pretty bad. And, and I'll give you an example. We were talking about this. The movie Face Off. Yes. Yeah. Why is that? Why? Why was it so cool in the moment? But now looking back at it, it was goddamn lame as hell. Uh, Face off thing. I don't fucking know. Some things just don't age well, really, when you think about it. Like I'm I would say that I appreciate comedy a lot. I mean, I've gone back and sorry, I had to clear my throat there. I've gone back and listened to uh, Lenny Bruce and stuff like that. And that's Fucking, you can't go and tell a 20-year-old today, go back and listen to Lenny Bruce, and they're going to understand it. I had a hard time understanding it just because some of the lingo and the slang that they use, they don't fucking use anymore. You know, like, you don't, he was very beatnik, too, so you got to, you know, dig on this, people, and then he'd go into stories and shit. People aren't going to understand that, but he's a fucking legend because he took a stand, took that stand against being censored at his shows and stuff like that, and, you know, just... Some comedy doesn't – I tried to play – here's another example. I tried to play Sam Kennison one time for a younger uh, person. Yeah, than people I, would not get Sam Kennison. How, he's like, how could you listen to this guy scream? I was like, but it's more than that. I was like, but it's more than him screaming. Like, listen to the fucking jokes he's saying. Well, I mean, people could uh, – I mean, George Carlin. People could look – hey, yeah. I got to wrap this up. My mom just got in, and she's, like, yelling outside the car right now, and I got to help <laughs> her get groceries in, so – I don't want to. I don't want to be on her bad side. No, she'll bust you up. Yeah. So, all right, Charlie. I appreciate it, man. Tell people how they can find you. Yeah, Facebook.com/slash/CCA Productions presents. I'm on Twitter, CCA Production, and TikTok, CCA Productions. And you better download TikTok soon because uh, you're not going to be able to anymore. I read about yeah, the band. Get in. Get in now. All right. Patreon.com/slash/CharlieLamo. That's it. I got a new show coming out. We'll talk about it next time. All right, man. See you, Charlie. Bye. <laughs> Is that a PT Cruiser down by the lake? Oh, no, wait. It's the Tuttle Podcast Studio. Tuttle's Daily Podcast is brought to you by StitchYouUp.com. For your embroidery 
screen printing, vinyl, and direct-to-garment printing needs, visit stitchyouup.com. Stitch You Up specializes in custom caps, shirts, decals, and anything you want to personalize. Whether it's one item or large orders, they can handle any size. Unsure about what you want? Let Stitch You Up help you with your logo design. Visit stitchyouup.com or contact them, eric at stitchyouup.com. Stitch You Up, definitely not your grandma's embroidery. Okay, time to wrap up the show. want to thank everybody that has been sharing the Tuttle Daily Podcast, telling your friends, your family, your loved ones, your coworkers, your neighbors, whoever it may be, and you're letting them know about this show. Because I, I know that I sound like a broken record by saying this all the time, but I have always had a radio platform to be able to promote what I'm doing online. And I don't have it here. Everything I have is because of you guys, my my supporters. And the reason I don't call you subscribers, listeners, fans, whatever it may be, is because I'm a big soccer fan. I think you guys are just as important as I am when it comes to the success of this podcast. Without you guys, I would be nothing at all because you guys are helping me spread the word, telling everybody about it, because if you're a fan of this show, you're going to want to see me do well, because if I do well, I'm going to keep doing episodes. I apologize that I kind of been slacking the last two weeks. Everybody knows that I had a great streak going of not missing a show, but I, I took on some other projects. I'm just looking... To be able to get on somewhere where I can promote the content that I'm doing. Because I'm starting to peak. Now, you, you know, a lot of you guys are probably like, yeah, you've, you, you peaked a long time ago. Uh, and I'm only 40. So there's no reason why I should have already peaked. But I'm trying to take it to the next level. I'm trying to get on somewhere, terrestrial-wise. I don't care what it is. I don't even have to get paid at this point. But... Oh, it would be nice. Don't get me wrong. But what I'm saying is I want to be able to promote what I'm doing right now content-wise. So I'm, I'm kind of like a higher gun right now. If anybody wants to get me, you can easily do that. Email me, Tuttle at gmail.com. That is Tuttle with two Ds, T-U-D-D-L-E at gmail.com. And what I'm going to do, yes, I'm so big time right now that I have a producer. My people don't realize this. I got a co-host. And uh, a big guy, Charlie Alamo. You heard him on the show today. A lot of people, you know, might not be a fan of, a fan of his, but I am. I am the biggest Charlie Alamo fan. And if you got bad shit to say about Charlie Alamo, then we got problems. Because Charlie's one of the reasons that I got into doing these podcasts. I was a guest on his show, and, and it gave me the bug. Not, not like HIV bug, but it gave me the bug. So... Thanks to Charlie Alamo. Well, I mean, it, it depends on which way you're looking at. You're either thanking him or you're cursing him for, for making me want to do these podcasts. And then I got Vulture. Vulture, my full-time producer. Um, the guy has helped me out so much. I don't have to worry about anything behind the scenes anymore. He pretty much takes care of all of it. Hannah, Hannah from Canada. Need to get her on again. I got to thank John and Chris from Funny to Informing. I got Josh from Canada. Josh from Canada. I don't even know if it's Canada. I know it's somewhere out west, but he does all the uh, commercial spots and production pieces that you hear on the Tuttle Daily Podcast. So things are going well. They, they really are. For only doing this less than eight months, as much as it's grown... I think I'm doing pretty well. So I want to thank everybody that listened today. Make sure you uh, tell people about the show. You can download the show on iTunes, iHeartRadio, or Spotify, as well as the TuneIn Radio app and 315live.com. Thanks to Matt Major. So hope you enjoyed today's show. I'm getting back into it. I've never been as focused as I am right now. And do yourself a favor. Two things, two shows. A lot of you guys might be still wrapped up in quarantine, but and, and they're both space-related. Check out the uh, TV show on Netflix, Away with Hillary Swank. 
And then make sure you check out the documentary Challenger. Both of those shows were absolutely amazing. All right, guys. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Be safe. See ya. And that's the show for today. Thanks for listening to the Tuttle Daily Podcast. Hey, don't be a dickhead. Do us a favor. Share, like, and subscribe to the show. Also, check out the Tuttle category at 315live.com. The Tuttle Daily Podcast was brought to you by Total Wireless of Palm Bay, StitchYouUp.com, PocketPairClub.com. Special thanks to show intern Hannah and Charlie Alamo for their contributions. Additional imaging and production is provided by CCA Productions. Facebook.com slash CCA Productions presents. Show voiceover services brought to you by jcvoiceoverservices.com. That guy's got a goddamn sexy voice. You should hire him. If you want to help support the show, paypal.me slash Tuttle on the radio. Comments? Concerns? You want to let Tuttle know he's being a dick? Go to Tuttle at gmail.com. To follow all of Tuttle's social media, go to Tuttle.net. That's Tuttle with two Ds dot net. Thanks again for all your support, and we'll see you tomorrow on the Tuttle Daily Podcast. Hey, yo, Terry, fuck going on?